Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the parshios of Achrimos and Kedoshim. Wow. Together, they have 79 mitzvos, according to the Chinuch. Achrimos has two positive and 26 restrictions, and Kedoshim has 13 positive and 38 restrictions. Parshas Achrimos begins with the Avodas Yom Kippurim, the special service that was led by the Kohen Gadol Achas Pashana on Yom Kippur, and I can tell you that I was most inspired by the teaching of the Kleyakar on the second pasuk in Parshas Achrimos whereby the Torah teaches that the Kohen Gadol al Yovo b'chol es el kodesh meaning <clears throat> he's not to come at all times into the sanctuary. The Klayoka notes that it's not only that the Kohen Gadol can't come on a regular basis, but in reality he's to enter the Kodesh HaKadoshim only once a year, on Yom Kippur. Why might that be? And he suggests the following insightful answer. The effectiveness of the Kohen Gadol atoning for the sins of the Jewish people is in actuality dependent on the worthiness of the people. And all year long the nation, unfortunately, is engaged in various sins, negativity, which creates a separation between themselves and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This state of sin of the people creates a barrier between themselves and Hashem, and since the effectiveness of the Kohen Gadol is dependent on the people, all year long, he cannot truly represent them. However, one, one day a year on Yom Kippur, when the entirety of the nation are compared to angels abstaining from food and all this worldly pleasures, then and only then can he represent the Jewish nation before Hashem as they, the people, empower and create a positive and holy energy to enable the Kohen Gadol to effectively atone for the nation of Israel. Wow! We contribute to his sanctity. Similarly, the Ramban, in his commentary on the fourth of the Ten Commandments, in Shmos, Perachof, Pasuk 8, teaches the following, that the Torah mandates that Zohor Esyom HaShabbos, the Kadsho, remember the Shabbos day to sanctify it. We take a cup of wine, we recite the blessing of Kiddush every Friday night. Now in reality, one can ask, what are we doing? And what are we accomplishing if we have already stated in the previous paragraph of Vayachulu, right, 
at the beginning of Bereshis, in the beginning of Perek Beis, Posegimel, that Vayivorech Elokim is Yom Ashvi, Hashem blessed the seventh day, and Vayikadesh also, Hashem already sanctified it. So if it's already sanctified, and what are we then, therefore, accomplishing with our sanctification many years later? And the Ramban answers the following, that when the Torah in the fourth commandment teaches that we are to sanctify it, right, the Katsho, it's the same as what the Torah will teach us in two weeks in Parshas Bahar, Vikidashtem Eis Shnas Hachamishim Shana, that you are to sanctify the 50th Yuvil year, understood by our rabbis to mean that the Sanhedrin is to make the declaration, meaning that the 50th year is hallowed, Kodesh, so too the Jew is called upon to add his sanctification of the Shabbos day. <clears throat> and as Hashem sanctified the Shabbos day, the Jew is commanded weekly to add their sanctification, their holiness as well. And similarly, regarding the law of the Bechor Behemoth Torah, namely, the firstborn male that is born in your cattle and in your flock, says the Torah, in Parshas Re'ei Takdish, you shall sanctify to Hashem. Now, the Gemara in the Yerushalmi, Rosh Hashanah, in the first parak, teaches that the firstborn behemoth is holy automatically with its birth. It's Kadosh Merechem. As soon as it emerges from its mother, it's already Kadosh. Yet the Gemara in Erechin, Chavtes Amar Aleph, 29a, teaches that even though it's endowed with holiness from birth, there's still a mitzvah on the part of the farmer, the owner of the animal, to articulate and announce that this animal has the sanctity of a firstborn. Once again, we see that man is invited to participate and add sanctity to that which is already in a state of Kedusha. And it's most interesting. We find regarding the mitzvah of Mila, circumcision. It's the Jewish mommy of a baby boy. She endows her son with his Jewish identity. He's Jewish based upon mommy. However, at the occasion of the bris, the moral announces bris kodesh. He's about to add and do an act of adding sanctification, additional holiness th through the mitzvah of Mila. Now that the child has been circumcised, there has been an elevated status of holiness where now he can, what, enter the mikdash? Now he can eat kachim, he can eat of the holy part of sacrifices. Man contributes to and adds Kedusha. I'd like to extend this concept of man's endowing and contributing Kedusha to an already given state of sanctification 
with regards to Eretz Yisrael. From the beginning of our Torah, literally, commenting on the first phrase of the Torah, Bereshis Bara Lukim, Rashi, in his opening commentary on the Torah, teaches that indeed the account of creation as found in the first chapter of Bereshis is in actuality the Jewish nation's deed to the land of Israel. Hashem, who created the world, chose the land of Israel for his nation from the very beginning of time. At the conclusion of Devarim, in Hazinu, the Torah teaches that Hashem gave each of the nations their land, Banchilo Koyim Elyon, right? Hashem gave each nation their land, their inheritance, and his portion, Yaakov Chevon Nachalaso, his land he gave to his people, the descendants of Yaakov. There are many verses in the Torah which describe Hashem's bestowing the land of Israel to the Jewish nation, even before there were any descendants of Avram, as found immediately after the bris ben Absorin, that Nasati says Hashem, I've given the land to the descendants of Avram. However, I'd like to demonstrate that here too, regarding Kedushas, Eretz Yisrael, we find that when Yoshua brought the nation of Israel into the land of Israel, most of the agricultural laws that are found only in the land of Israel, Trumos, Maisros, Shemitah, were not yet applicable till after the first 14 years after their entry with the exception of the mitzvah of Chalah. Only after Sheva Shekivshu, the seven years of conquering the land, and Sheva Shechilku, and the seven years of dividing the land, were the agricultural mitzvahs then binding upon the people. What do we see? Once again, that while Hashem sanctified the land of Israel, man contributed by his participation in settling the land, in endowing the land with further Kedusha. The land of Israel for almost 2,000 years has represented the eternal bond between the Jewish people and the land of Israel. On the one hand, we have been privileged to see the fulfillment of the prophecy that Hashem promised the Jewish people amidst the Tochacha, in the book of Ayikra, amidst the admonitions and punishments, what do we find? Hashem said, I will make the land desolate in Ayikra 27:32, And your enemies who will dwell upon it, says the Torah, will be desolate. Hashem kept his word, and throughout the long exile that the Jewish people were completely separated from the land of Israel. The land was kept in the state of Shemama, desolation. The enemy, enemies of the Jew could not make a go of it as long as why? As the land of Israel would not produce on their behalf. On the other hand, 
commensurate with the return of the Jewish nation to its land, we have seen the fulfillment of the Nevuah of Yecheskel HaNovi in chapter 36, Pasuk 8, where he says, V'atem horei Yisrael, you the mountains of Israel, Apichem titenu, your trees will bear branches, Upiriachem tisu, and it will be laden with fruits, Ami Yisrael, for my people Israel, Kisavo, as they return. We have seen the sense of loyalty on the part of the land, that she, the land of Israel, has never betrayed her people. She has never given herself to strangers and conquerors. Neither Rome, Byzantine, the Muslims, Crusaders, Turks, British, they've all failed in colonizing the land. Yet, Israel, wow, continues to blossom and shine agriculturally, industrially, scientifically, with advanced technology. And most of all, we've witnessed the fulfillment of Kimitzion, Tetzay Torah, as we find in the beginning of the Navi Yeshaya, in the beginning of chapter 2. The incredible amount of Torah study and proliferation of Torah Sforin has been a crowning achievement of Eretz Yisrael. The Ramban, in his commentary at the end of Achrimos, cites the Sefri on the Pasuk in Devarim regarding the juxtaposition between Hashem's warning the Jewish people that if they fail to adhere to the Torah mitzvot, they will be expelled from the goodly land and immediately thereafter the Torah teaches put fillin on your arm for you and they shall be an ornament between your eyes teach Torah to your children and the juxtaposition of being expelled from the land and the performance of mitzvot is to teach that while the Jewish people are ex- exiled from their land, they shall still fulfill mitzvot so that when they return, come on, mitzvot will not be a new phenomena as they have been observed and practiced all the years. The Ramban further states unequivocally that the primary location for the performance of all mitzvot is the land of Israel. It should be very clear to us that Golos being outside the land of Israel is not the norm. This is abnormal for the Jewish people. And while it's been for us too long that the Pnei Chato'enu, Golinu Me'artzenu, we are to realize that the observance of mitzvot in the land of Israel is in reality a double observance. It is the observance of Shabbos, Kashras, Taras, HaMishpacha, and all the other mitzvot. But in addition, we are creating and adding Kedusha, additional sanctity to the land, which is, Emir Tzashem, going to hasten the arrival of the third Beis HaMikdash. And finally, the Gemara in Subos, Ayin Hei Amar Aleph, quotes the Pasuk from Tehillim 87.5, 
ובציון יאמר איש איש אשר יהיו לבוא. Rashi explains the Pasuk to mean that in the future the nations of the world will bring back to Zion Jews from all over the world. And regarding each one they will say this one is the son of Zion. He was born there. Let us bring him back to her. This one, this one. The Gemara goes on to explain both those who are actually born in Zion and those who are mitzapeh, yearn to see her. Not only those who are actually born, but those who yearn for the return to Zion will be counted as her children. Our personal goal and aspiration should be to live and personally add to the holiness of Israel. However, if that is not applicable at this time, one's support of Torah, one's enhancement of the quality of life in Eretz Israel, that too is adding Kedusha to the land of Israel. May we Zoha to continue to be regarded sons of Eretz Israel. Shabbat Shalom to all.